well, I'm worn out before I start. Everybody take a look at me. I've got street credibility. I may not have a job, but I have a good time with the boys I meet down on the line. You cannot be serious! Shut that door. Hello there, you delicate volleys and volivons. It's Chappie, your British butler. Keep calm and cauliflower cheese. Roasting in this ferocious heat today. It's 100 degrees. And I tell you, I, uh, I spent like six hours on the golf course in 100 degrees yesterday. I'm absolutely exhausted. Absolutely knackered today. I think I've lost so much weight through sweating. I look like a drover's dog, I tell you. Yes, I really do. Wonderful to be here again. Nice to be in the air conditioning, to be honest, with the fan oscillating round and a little bit of gentle breeze blowing from the central air. I know all you poor people in the UK who don't have uh, air conditioning right now. So my grandmother's house, uh, you know, built in 1720 around that, and air like circulated wonderfully. In the summertime, it was perfectly air conditioned with a breeze blowing under the doors. In the winter, you had to have the you had to have the snake down. I know I've talked to you about this before, but if, the older the houses, the better the natural air conditioning. I don't want to be outside today. Uh, there's a lot of uh, orange barley water that's going to be consumed, I feel. Because I can't get into my fridge. I need, if I'm having water, I need ice water. But I did a little bit of a grocery. I, I was up very purposeful this morning. I was up, up and out, up and at him very early. And uh, lots of groceries and too many things in the freezer. Now, I'm the worst at Jenga. I'm the worst at stacking things up. And uh, I was having a bit of a Nick Curious uh, type of uh, situation going on. I was getting very, very angry. Because first of all, you know, I was trying to load in the, uh, the colored cauliflower. I mean, you get purple cauliflower, yellow cauliflower, uh, the white cauliflower in there as well. Uh, so that was falling out. My fancy berries were fa falling out constantly um, onto the floor. And then you had the situation where, yeah, I, I, I was like, I was a little bit tickled pink, getting a little bit red in the face. Uh, steam wasn't coming out of the ears, but then the chicken came out and uh, came down and uh, hit me on the toe. You cannot be serious! Have you ever had frozen chicken come down and hit you on the toe? So that was the first thing. So I couldn't get, I couldn't sort that out. I had frozen vegetables falling down. And then I had a packet of sausages come down and I sort of tried to like do keepy uppy that you do with soccer ball. So I had uh, you know, frozen sausages fall down, uh, landing on my knee, tried to keepy uppy, and now I have a bruised knee as well. I mean, all this ice might be a good thing, but I still have a, a little bit of sunstroke. But then you go into the city and I think, oh, I need some ice now. So you start taking things out and then all of a sudden, uh, a, a, fro a six pound frozen turkey breast falls out of the uh, falls out and then narrowly misses uh, misses my feet this time but at this point I'm absolutely raging you cannot be serious that frozen chicken breast was clearly out umpire the chalk flew as the, as the turkey breast hit the ground come on you cannot be serious makes you wonder how much punishment though a uh, some frozen sausages chicken breasts before they actually split open. I mean, this is part of the issue, I think. I, just, I need to have Jenga stacking skills as part of my re repertoire. 
I was told the other day that, that, that I need to start practicing Jenga because my spatial skills are so poor. And I don't, I, I mean, I don't disagree. But now I'm badly bruised, chicken breasts on the left foot, uh, frozen sausages on the, on the right foot, and I'm stuck in the middle with you with a, with a packet of frozen cauliflower. Oh, dear. I know I've calmed down a little bit, and I'm ready to present another bang-up Keep Calm and Cauliflower Cheese for you, the listener. But now I've got the situation where I've got a bruised foot, a bruised knee, so I'm going to go and have to get a bag of the frozen peas out to, uh, to ice the bruises, and then the whole thing will start all over again. You cannot be serious! If you didn't listen to the show yesterday, I, uh, I was doing a, a cabinet reshuffle in my bathroom. Bathroom cabinet reshuffle. I had uh, a couple of new tools, a couple of these Drano snakes. So I had a red Drano snake that was uh, Angela Drano and uh, some Sir Clear the Blockage Starmer and then Boris Blockage and then Michael Gove the snake himself. So they were competing against each other and uh, t- to be honest, uh, the solution wasn't solved. The hairiness of the system or the system uh, proved uh, complete superiority against both snakes both the uh, both the roundhead snake and the cavalier snake uh, did a reasonable job but I've still got water around my feet when I have a shower so yeah it didn't solve the problem the the, the situation isn't the same it doesn't matter if you have a red snake a red draino snake or a blue draino snake the, the problem still indeed uh, persists so, you know, I, I thought I'd try out uh, a situation that I have a little bit of blockage going on in the, uh, in the lavatoire, in the garderobe. And uh, it's the same problem. It doesn't matter what, uh, what plunger you use. You, you're getting this sort of situation going on all constantly. There's a red plunger, blue plunger. Yeah, just get in there, mouse. Get in there, mouse. Get in there. I don't think they make plungers like they used to. That's a simple fact. So the, uh, the, the toilet cabinet reshuffle, the bathroom cabinet reshuffle was, uh, was pretty much a failure. It, it, you know, but you can listen back to, uh, to them giving it a wholesome try. We also talked about the latter Jaws movies. It's the summertime. We want to talk about great white sharks. And the shark week's coming, cause coming up soon. But we wanted, I wanted to tell you that the plot lines in the Jaws movies took so long to get going. Was there even a shark there? Was it just three overly aggressive dolphins? We talked about that. Uh, also, um, also, we uh, I wanted to watch Wimbledon um, at the end of last week, and um, the, instead of that, they were showing uh, cornhole throwing. So you basically have to get a ball into a cornhole, and uh, and also uh, Nathan's hot dog competition, where people are making gluttons of themselves, uh, sticking fake meat shite phallic objects down their throats and trying not to vomit and it, it I, we believe yesterday it took nine hot dogs you can eat high, nine hot dogs before you start vomiting how I like to eat curry on the 4th of July is everything dishwasher safe for men I think it is you just you know stack it in there put it in and cross your fingers uh, pray to Jesus and hope that it's going to get clean it's the same problem I mean I'm just, as I'm talking to you, I don't need to go and see a therapist. Obviously, I have stacking issues when it comes to the freezer. I also have uh, stacking issues when it comes 
to the dishwasher. It's a problem. It's a spatial awareness problem and an impatience issue, I believe. I also thought that I might get hairier, hence that's why you had to get the hairy snakes things out to, to sort of loosen up the hair. Um, I did blame it on my daughters as well. There is a baby toad abundance and weird flies with huge bodies and short legs. I think it could be apocalypse coming. It, it's a sign of revelations, isn't it? The plagues of Egypt come in and they put excess toads and they give you flies that legs are too short and too small to hold up their body. They're like the corgi of flies walking around on the trails here. And they believe it to be the harbinger of doom today. Is there something wrong with my hearing? Possibly. Why is it all sound all mumbly these days? Why sound all mumbly? Why do people shout on the TV coverage that you have? Any, any political thing, they're, they're shouting at MPs trying to get some sort of comment. It just doesn't work, does it, really? Um, also, uh, adverts, uh, adverts directed at the slightly older man. I, I'm, I'm beginning to get these adverts directed at the slightly older man when I'm watching uh, television these days as well. And the smell that took me back to many, many, many moons ago. A little aperitif, you an appetizer. A livener, a little livener. You want a little livener, dear? You want a little livener, sir? Yes, your livener is this. A new study confirms that if you drink coffee in the nude, you are less likely to spill it. I'm giving you lots of little tasters for shark week. Hopefully there's no sort of blood in the water tasters. But great white sharks might be able to change the color of their skin for camouflage. In the new National Geographic Shark Fest documentary called Camo Sharks, Ryan Johnson, a shark biologist from South Africa, and Gibbs Kurugu, a shark uh, geneticist from the Netherlands, work together to investigate whether great white sharks can change their color for camouflage and blend to the environment. According to Johnson, the idea that a white shark could be a species that can modify the color of their skin from years of work with them and recognizing individuals and look slightly different hue to usual. I remember a time when we were looking at scars on sharks to help identify them. And then you realize actually that the shark we caught was light and it's now dark. And in fact, it's the same shark. Then you get, then you sort of got the hunch what was happening. But obviously with light conditions, changing weather conditions, swimming depths, it was never able to be previously proven. In order to prove that sharks were indeed changing color, we needed to control to compare. Johnson and Kuguru came up with a grayscale color board that would attempt to photograph in the same frame of the sharks they were researching using Photoshop. And then they could standardize the lighting colors. This proved to be challenging. However, the sharks aren't the most cooperative models. Uh, believe it or not. The researchers want to measure the color of the sharks as they breached a hunting behavior as well as when they were swimming on top and scavenging at the bottom of the water. So they got sharks at Seal Island off the coast of Cape Town in South Africa and used a decoyed seal for bait. Results from the color board test seem to indicate that individual sharks identifiable by scars and other idiosyncratic traits did indeed appear different colors in different scenarios, even when the control for light conditions by the color board. Just as you thought it was safe to get out of the pond though. More shark news, a bull shark has been spotted in a landlocked pond in Florida. Gleason's Park freshwater pond located in Indian Harbor Beach is a home of a variety of species, including turtles, carp and tilapia. Bull sharks living in freshwater is no real news. What makes it special is there's only one drain that connects to the river and has strainers and baskets that would make impossible the shark to swim through. Public Works Supervisor Jim Matthew 
said, I think somebody caught it and put it in there. That's the only thing that could be put in there years ago, and it's just got big enough to see now. Authorities have contacted Melbourne licensed wildfire trapper James Dean to capture the shark and release it into the Indian River Lagoon. Now, that's going to be one ferocious, uh, slightly irritated shark at the, uh, at the end of the... Uh, once it's released back into the, uh, back into the sea... And I think we got some we got some footage after the uh, bull shark being in the uh, pond for about 10 years. We got some footage of what the shark thinks after it's released. You cannot be serious. Shut that door. Growing up in the 70s and 80s, when we had the old TVs on the stands, there were be- nobody could lift it up. You need you need like seven good men and true to lift up a TV back in the 70s and 80s. But we never had any issues with the sound. These days, though. Beautiful pictures, uh, HD, super high definition, 4UD TV or whatever it is, HD, and th- the sound is poor. You, even if you have the sound bars, like I have a lovely, lovely picture on the TV. But I was watching, uh, I was watching Boogie Nights the other night, and uh, I could see everything, <laughs> everything on that movie, um, but I, I couldn't. Uh, I couldn't hear anything. It was just like mumbling, and I turned it up. And I think this is way maybe why the kids have subtitles these days, because everybody's mumbling. There's no elocution, darling. There's no elocution anymore. The rain in Spain for It's not the rain in Spain falls mainly on the plain. There's no elocution anymore. There's no because all the classic actors like. Gilgood and uh, Peter O'Toole and all of those sort of guys back in the day is eloquent, darling, eloquent. But these days it's sort of mumbling. But but I remember watching Boogie Nights but back in the 90s when we didn't have sound bars or we didn't have those uh, huge beautiful televisions that, uh, that unbelievable uh, scenery and viewing quality. But I can't hear anything now. I mean, not like you really want to hear I mean the dialogue in uh, Boogie Nights is fantastic it's amazing it's a brilliantly written uh, uh, storyline and you want to hear it you want to hear all the sort of moaning and groaning and uh, everything else it's, it's sort of a, a tragedy comedy I think Boogie Nights based on John Holmes the uh, porn- pornographic star obviously so uh, anyway Sorry, I sound like I'm moaning now, but I'm going to have to get the, uh, apparently the new AirPods that Apple's going to release will be part uh, hearing aid as well. And maybe that's what I need. Maybe I have too much wax. Maybe uh, Chappie's sizable brain is pushing on the ears and I can't hear anything anymore. Ha! Ha ha ha! Everybody's watching the television coverage uh, the other day, Boris Johnson resigning. I mean, we talked about that on the, on the show as well yesterday, didn't we? But, uh, so you've got the TV coverage, and uh, yes, we've got news that uh, Boris Johnson is indeed stepping down today. He gave a statement at 10.30 uh, saying he's going to stay on until a new prime minister is in place. And then you have the situation where one of the MPs or a member of the cabinet was walking into 10 Downing Street. Hey, Mr. Rob, have you got any comment on Johnson resigning? Are you, are you going to be the caretaker prime minister? And, uh... Mr. Raab didn't respond, and uh, we're back to that. So can I ask you, John Curtis, uh, what you think? Is it going to be a constitutional issue? Will the Queen have to get involved? Hey, Prudy Mattel, have you got any comment on the Prime Minister resigning? Will you be a member of the new cabinet? Are you going to run for leadership? I mean, it's all of that going on. 
And, uh, and now we go right to the tennis, but before we do that, uh, Jacob Rees-Mogg, are you going to keep supporting Johnson? You know, that's, ba- that's how the coverage ensued. Very, very classy BBC coverage, and then somebody shouting nonsensical things to uh, members of Parliament and Cabinet members who are never going to answer it. So I've told you this, uh, all, everything is dishwasher safe. You can put anything in the dishwasher. Shoes, I've washed my hats in the dishwasher, it really gets out sweat stains. Boiling hot, and I think the detergent in those little pods could take the stain out of anything. I mean, I, I thought yesterday I had like dirty like golf grip stuff all over my hands. I thought, you know what, I wish I could take these hands off and put them in the dishwasher. Get them nice and clean. But one thing you should never do is put cans of fish uh, into the rubbish bin, into the trash in the kitchen. It's going to stink for all hell heaven for the next four or five days. Or until the, you know, my trash here at Chabby Towers, they come and pick it up on a Thursday, but then you have to wait again till Sunday night to get picked up again, and you've got a stinky fish can in there. So what I've done, everything's dishwasher safe, I put the can into the dishwasher. You say, well, Chappie, you're putting, like, stinky boiled fish all over the rest of your stuff. Well, no, I wash it out first, obviously, but I don't want the remnants, the essence of uh, stinky tuna or salmon uh, causing all sorts of nasal passage issues over the next couple of days. So I put it in there and then uh, then throw it away afterwards, and then you haven't got the situation. It's a beautifully fragrant can that has been boiled washed with, with detergent, and then you haven't got the stinky trash issue. And this is another home improvement tip from your dear host, Chappie. Online clothing retailer Fashion Nova has been hit with backlash for stocking a barely there bikini that critics claim is inappropriate for the beach. The butterfly babe thong two-piece bikini went on sale over the weekend with the skimpy swimwear quickly attracting attention for all the wrong reasons. Fashion Nova shared a picture of the raunchy garment well, this will leave an interesting tan mark. Our bikini will have everybody feeling a little extra hot this summer. While the blue bikini top didn't raise any eyebrows, the matching bottom shocked shoppers with a thin piece of fabric barely concealing the model's private parts. The uh, meager bottoms featured a uh, diamante butterfly in place of fabric just above the crotch area, with one detractor declaring the fashion nova. I've had the situation with my... Uh, uh, my swimming undercrackers, uh, my board shorts, whatever you want them. I've, I haven't had the uh, Diamante butterfly, but I've had a few moths fly out. Don't know if that counts. Other haters chimed in, what is a star? I might as well as be naked. Another raised that the swimwear was pointless, just swim bottoms at this point. Uh, several others stated that the bikini should only be worn in the bedroom and wouldn't be appropriate for outdoor use. I mean, there's extra sort of areas for jellyfish to sting you properly or something along those lines. I mean, the sand's going to get absolutely everywhere. If you're thinking about getting a pet hippo, maybe you need to think again. Uh, Hippos are pretty aggressive, big old balls of blubber. Hippo attacks a lion as the pride attempts gutsy river crossing in Botswana. Three lions attempted to cross a river at the Salinda Reserve spillway in Botswana with a fourth lion hanging back on the bank 
apparently waiting to see if it was safe to cross. A hippo immediately charged the trio and attacked one of the lions in the water in an appear of strength and dominance. Field guide parks from the uh, Great Plains Conservation shared the video, uh, which is online. It was exciting in the beginning, as always great to see animals, especially cats, crossing a river. When the hippos started chasing the lions, our excitement grew as we thought it would stop. I was very sad and worried when one of the lions was going to be killed and eaten by the hippo. It wasn't a great feeling at all. Uh, Parks called it a lifetime experience, saying I've been working over the business in 10 years, and the first time I've ever seen a sighting like this in real life. I mean, the hippo basically made a lion bar out of the lion. So I had a really rock and roll Friday night. I was watching a couple of episodes of Columbo. You say, Chappie, you really live the sex, drugs and rock and roll lifestyle. Yes, I was watching Columbo. And the advertising on uh, in between the Columbo episodes is quite interesting. Firstly, I could buy myself an Amber Wave hot flash detector. This is something you strap onto your wrist and it gives you a few moments notice just before you're going to get a hot flush. Also, uh, other interesting adverts as well, uh, whilst uh, watching this, is uh, you can go on a hair growth journey. You can go on a hair growth journey uh, whilst watching Columbo. By the end of the Columbo episode, actually, from being a bald man, you can have a full head of hair. That's what it was, that's, that's what it was saying. That's what the advert was saying. And also, you've got the world's most renowned psychics ready for your call. And they say, this is their punchline, this is their strapline, this is their mantra. If you call them and it's not a life-changing experience, you get the service for free. Now, how do you equate a life-changing experience? And is it just you? Or do you need a group of people in a circle holding hands? Are you there, mother? Are you there, mother? Anyway, if you call them and it's a life-changing, uh, life-changing event for you, then you have to pay. But if it's not, you know, if you find out where your mother hid the keys many, many years ago to get into the lockbox, well, maybe that's a life-changing experience, probably. But you get the whole service for free, psychic services for free. And disgusting travelers visiting Cape Town uh, enrage traditional owners. Stripped down tourists who graffiti, poo and scrub and litter have continued enraged the locals in Australia's most northern point. Despite traditional owners threatening to close access to Cape York, holidaymakers have continued to take their clothes off and desecrate the site in other ways. Frustrated land councils are now warning there to close the locations forever. It wouldn't be the first time owners have taken down the access to the tip of Cape York to curb unruly tourist behavior. Local owners briefly brought down the boom gate on the location after photos appeared of online uh, of tourists nuding up for several pictures. The local land council thanked the majority of tourists are respectful but warned others about disrespectful behavior. You could wear the DeMont butterfly bikini. You know, instead of getting nude, wear the DeMont butterfly bikini uh, instead of uh, going out in the altogether. A now deleted Facebook group uh, featured pictures of men and women with their junk out next to the sign which reads, you are standing on the northest, northest point of the Australian continent. I guess it depends, um, you know, and how you're endowed. I mean, one might be on the northern point, one might be on the southern point here. Travel online uh, with cult followings like, uh, get your tips out at the tip. Yes, tips. <laughs> Well, I mean, it could be both, I suppose. People said we have strong beliefs in disrespecting our country's 
something bad might happen to them with our by our ancestral spirits. I mean, the ancestors back in the day were probably walking around in the nude anyway. I mean, you didn't see Neanderthals wearing many clothes, did you? Well, you don't know this for sure, I suppose. But they wore little loincloths or nothing at all. So what, I don't think the ancestors would be as upset about the nudity as we are in our more prudish modern-day society. And the same sort of oeuvre, naked cyclists on tandem bikes shock onlookers as they blissfully ride through the Scots town. A naked man and woman cycling through a Scots country town on a tandem bike of shock passes by. Video footage uh, taken by stun motorists showed the new duo blissfully gliding. <laughs> in the clip, the amused onlooker can be heard shouting, They're in the scud! while blasting their horns as they drive by. The woman can be seen in the rear seat taking a video of the view as a male sits in the front taking the helm and doing most of the pedalling. Police were called later the day after a car deliberately struck the cyclists. Well, that's a little bit mean, isn't it? They do have their panniers on the back, so they have, like, panniers on the front and the back, so there's probably clothes in there. Or maybe some cucumber sandwiches, or, you know, maybe a slightly ripe banana in there as well. Who knows? But uh, you've got the situation, though. Now, you're riding around on a tandem, and I, I've ridden on bikes before, never a tandem and never in the nude. But wouldn't you be a little bit worried about pinching? And the eels in the River Thames are hooked on cocaine. Cocaine drifting through London's River Thames have hooked the city's eels, population causing hyperactive behavior amongst the fish. Cocaine is causing some eels uh, in London's famous River Thames to be hyperactive, new research by King's College London. A team of scientists at the university studied the composition of wastewater entering the uh, river from nearby sewers during the storms. Compared to the other major cities, the level of cocaine entering uh, London's water system is much higher uh, than uh, likely through the user's urine. Increases in caffeine, cocaine, uh, and also uh, various uh, metabolites of cocaine were observed 24 hours after the sewers overflow events. London's water treatment plants are tasked with purifying the water, but major storms reportedly overwhelm the operations and allow some sewage water to make its way into the river. I mean, that's how they, uh, that's how they detect new strains of COVID. You detect different strains of cocaine and new strains of COVID uh, with the sewer and wastewater. James Robson, a senior creator at Sea Life, told The Independent the addictive drug can have similar impact on marine animals as it does on humans. I mean, just imagine if you had cocaine-laced uh, sharks with frigging laser beams. Those, those guys would be going nuts. And you've got sharks, like, high on cocaine with their laser beams on their backs. It could cause the end of the world. Essentially, everything in the water will be affected by drugs like this. A lot of the triggers and the ways the cocaine affects the system is really primal. The cocaine problem plaguing eels has been discussed before. Now, do they get addicted to it? And what do they do? I mean, do you think they roll up some seaweed or something and snort it that way? Now, who knows? Well, maybe for a snail shell, a porous shell. That could be a new way of uh, eels getting their cocaine kick. So in the last couple of weeks, I've been hit on by two men. Uh, one was some chap waiting for me to go down the slide who pinched my bottom. Now, I don't know if that's being hit on. Or are they doing, oh, it's a lovely, lovely plump peach I need to pinch. I mean, it could have been that situation. And then the other day, uh, I was walking back from getting a haircut, and this guy pulled over and said, 
Oh yeah, what are you doing, mate? I saw you earlier on, uh, walking along the road. I knew it was you because you had that hat on. It is like flirting with me. Stop the car to flirt with me in my sweaty Panama after my getting my lock shone. And uh, I, I think that I do dress too well for a straight man. I'm going to have to down, <laughs> downtrod my whole uh, my whole wardrobe. There is an article that's uh, been released about uh, how the fashion industry is uh, celebrating the demise of Boris Johnson. Because Boris has been rated more, more likely than not, and often than not, the most slovenly politician out there. Well, I say, you know, hats off. But I think I'm going to have to uh, start wearing different types of, you know, ripped t-shirts, maybe ripped band t-shirts. I'm going to have to wear dad shorts or joggers all the time, or those jogger shorts that basically offers no support to a man. The joggers. I need, I like a little bit more support in my short than you get with the joggers. But uh, I'm getting I'm getting unwarranted attention because I think that I dress very, very well. And not everybody's uh, walking around the streets in Colorado uh, dressed in a Panama. So here are a list of actors that really hated kissing each other on set. You had Denzel Washington, Julia Roberts absolutely abhorred each other, but uh, Helena Bonham Carter and Woody Allen. It's fair to say that Helena Bonham Carter didn't enjoy her time kissing the Hollywood legend Woody Allen in the rom-com Mighty Aphrodite. Uh, Bonham Carter was known for playing quirky characters. She was going up against Allen in the classic neurotic role. When it came time for their on-screen kiss, Bonham Carter explained that Alan came up with a list of demands. Explained that she was demanded to kiss specifically in the way Alan requests, and not to deviate from it. It meant she felt a little uncomfortable when kissing the star, as she had to constantly think about what she was doing with her lips. The worst part of all was the fact that she compared kissing him to kissing the Berlin Wall, because he made no effort at all in return. And then Alison Hannigan and Jason Siegel, some people view smoking as a terrible habit, and Kissing somebody who smokes and tastes like an ashtray. Although they were portraying a married couple in How I Met Your Mother, Alison Hannigan refused to kiss Jason Siegel in the early seasons due to his smoking habit. She didn't like the taste coming from Siegel, so she introduced a fine every time she had to kiss him. After being fined six, uh, $10 for every pack and peck, pack and peck, uh, Siegel decided it was time to give up smoking for good because he racked up a debt of $200. And then there was Will Smith and Eva Mendes. Eva Mendes, when it was com coming time to shoot, for a, a shooter kissing scene with Hollywood hunk Will Smith, the pair were starring alongside each other in the rom-com Hitch. It seemed that Mendes had butterflies in her stomach before shooting one particular scene. To counteract her nerves, uh, Mendes dined on a tuna sandwich that had corn chips and extra onion inside. That meant for some very smelly breath, and she was up close and personal with Smith, the legendary actor couldn't help but notice Mendes' breath and he was not impressed. Mendes went away and sorted her breath out and she was able to return. The pair were able to successfully film their kissing scene without a hitch. And Bradley Cooper and Jennifer Lawrence uh, in the historical film uh, Serena, the Oscar-winning actress explained that Cooper was a wet kisser, which took back her co-star. Thank you very much for listening to the podcast again today and this weekend. It's been absolutely lovely having you here. If you like to like and subscribe you can across Apple Podcasts. You can listen. Uh, also, Spotify is an audio version as well. iHeartRadio, Pandora, Slacker Breaker, TuneIn as well. 
And uh, you can really hear the podcast anywhere you want to listen to it. If you like music, though, then you can listen to the Butler and Paul Musical Edition on Spotify with uh, such classics as House of Pain, Jump Around, Coffee and TV, Blur. You have some PJ and Duncan. You also have some Magic City Hippies, some Santana. uh, Also some Smells Like Teen Spirit, Tripping Robbie Williams. Many, many, many different tunes. And as I said, uh, you could probably hear as those eels snort the cocaine through a porous shell. If you put your shell to the air, pull it away from the eel's nose as it snorts. Now, do they snort it up their nose? I assume they do. They probably ingest it, maybe. Who knows? If you put your the shell-like cocaine-coated shell to the air, you can hear keep calm and cauliflower cheese emanating from the porousness of the shell. Coming up next, we have a poem. This is written above the entrance to Centre Court Wimbledon. It's Rudyard Kipling's If. If you can keep your head when all about you are losing theirs and blaming it on you, if you can trust yourself when all men doubt you, but make allowance for the doubting too, if you can wait and not be tired of waiting or being lied about, don't denial in lies and don't deal in lies, or being hated, don't give way to hating, And don't look too good, nor talk too wise. If you can dream and not make dreams your master. If you can think and not make thoughts your aim. If you can meet with triumph and disaster and treat those two imposters just the same. If you can bear to hear the truth you've spoken, twisted by knaves to make a trap of fools. Or watch the things you gave your life to broken and stoop and build them with worn out tools. If you can make one heap out of your winnings and risk it on turn of pitch and toss. And lose and start again at the beginnings and never breathe a word about your loss. If you can force your heart and nerve to sinew, to serve your turn long after it's gone. And so to hold when there's nothing in you except the will which says, hold on. If you can talk with crowds and keep virtue or walk with kings nor lose the common touch. If neither foes nor loving friends can hurt you. If all men count with you but none too much. If you can fill the unforgiving minute with 60 seconds worth a distance run, yours is the earth and everything that's in it. And which is more, you'll be a man, my son. I will be back again if I survive the heat of this week. It's seriously knotted, wetted handkerchief time uh, here in Colorado, over 100 degrees again today. Have a lovely week. Hopefully you keep yourself cool as well. And until next time, cheerio.